Welcome to 68 Shining Moments presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Today, we catch up with Mario Chalmers, who hit the biggest shot maybe in Kansas history to beat Memphis in the 2008 national title game. All right, now pleased to bring in uh, the author of one of the greatest shots in NCAA tournament history, uh, none other than former Kansas star Mario Chalmers, who hit the big shot in the 2008 NCAA tournament in the final game of the season. And uh, I was there, Mario, and uh, man, I had a pretty good view of it. It was it was one I will never forget. Uh, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm hanging in there. I'm still playing basketball overseas in Greece and, you know, still kicking. Good, good. All right. Well, uh, we'll get to the shot. We'll get to the shot. Uh, first, I want to kind of start with that team, which was absolutely loaded. You probably don't remember this, but when you were in, you guys were like 20 and 0, you came to Boston at, at a point during that season. You played at Boston College and beat the living hell out of them. And uh, and self, I don't know, the staff, I guess, I sat in on your film session, just kind of got a chance to know. And I knew all, all you guys anyway from, from AU at that point. I had followed right. all you guys. So I knew all you guys pretty well. But um, that team was just so special because you were deep, you were balanced, you had dudes that that played well together. You had a little bit of uh, an edge to you guys. Wouldn't you agree? Definitely would. Definitely would. Uh, yeah, that was a special thing about that team. Like with us, um, I think coming into that junior league, that junior year for me and senior year for Russ Rob and the rest of them. Um, you know, we just wanted to go out with a bang. You know, that was we was all thinking maybe this might be our last time together, um, which was, but. Uh, you know, we just wanted to leave our mark, and that was the best way. We all came together, and we really wanted something together. So I remember going to that Final Four um, in, in San Antonio, and it was like I was so geared up because, I mean, you had the four number ones, and you have four number one seeds that were loaded. I mean, right. loaded. It's not like it is today. I mean, you have, you know, UCLA, well, we have Westbrook and, and Kevin Love. We didn't know how good Russ was back then, but Kevin Love, we had you guys. You had Carolina with with Hansborough, and mm-hmm. you had Memphis with D Rose and CDR, and I mean it was like it was the heavyweights. What what did you guys think when you got to San Antonio? Uh, you know we felt disrespected. You know everybody said that we was the we was the lowest number ones or the the less of the number one seed. So you know everybody counted us out early. So you know that was that was perfect for us to be able to fly the radar, not have too much pressure on us, not not nobody expecting us to do anything special. So, you know, for us, it was a, it was a lot personal for a lot of players for that North Carolina game. And that's what, that's what the fuel behind that game was. And, you know, that's, that's why it was able, we was able to jump out early like that. So let me go back one, one step. I'm not gonna go back too far, but I'm gonna go back to the Davidson game because it's Steph, right? Like people forget that you had to get by Steph who was like magical at that point. Everybody's rooting for Steph. He's like, the Cinderella story, the darling, um, kind of like he was then, right? Uh-huh. I mean, same thing as he is now. It's kind of similar. And uh, so, Steph, how did you guys uh, – he was like 9 for 25. He struggled. Do you remember how you guys kind of threw him off his game? Uh, we just threw different bodies at him. Um, I think Russ Robb started on him. Um, then he switched out to me. He had to deal with Sharon. Um, then he had to deal with Brandon Rush late. So uh, we just kept throwing different bodies at him, um, trying to try to make him as, as uncomfortable as we could be. You know, Steph at that moment was scoring everything, knocking everything down. So we just try to uh, keep two bodies on him, make him get off the ball as much as possible, and not let him get to his sweet spots. 
Before we continue that interview, I have to let you guys know that it's that time of year again. We waited two years for this moment, and it's finally here. March's biggest tournament is back. Gonzaga is getting ready to run the table. Slippers are being fit as we speak. And our partners at DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook, are putting our listeners at the center of the action. How? If you bet $4 on an underdog in a select game this week, and that underdog wins, you win $256. That's right, $256. Here's how it works. Download the app now and use the promo code FIELD68 when you sign up. Scroll through the list of select underdogs, bet $4 on them to win, and cash $256 when they do. There's no better way for you to put your college hoops knowledge to use than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. It's safe, it's secure, it's reliable, and you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. So remember, the code is FIELD68, that's FIELD68, to turn $4 into $256. For a limited time only, must be 21 years or older. Restrictions apply. Go to DraftKings.com for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. So you get by them, you get Carolina, which the big the big storyline on that one was, was Roy. Yeah, right? Roy. I mean, that was the big thing at that point was obviously going up against his former school. Um, you know, Tyler Hansborough was the player of the year. That's kind of who everybody was, was, was thinking was going to come out of that. And you guys – Kind of rolled from what I remember, like yeah, kind of rolled that. through them, didn't you? <laughs> Definitely did. Were you surprised? Uh, no, I wasn't because just we had extra motivation for that game. And you already have a team like us. As, like you said, we're a stacked team. We're already bonded together. So anytime that you have wounded warriors, you want to step up for them. And, you know, we had a lot of people that had different motives for that game to want to beat North Carolina and Roy Williams. So as a whole, with the whole Kansas University coaching staff, you know, all the players, the, the ex-players that deal, it was a it was a big game for us. So uh, we just wanted to come out early and put it away. So you get through that one, um, and now you got Memphis. And, again, it's, it's D. Rose. It's – you guys are tough, and everybody knows that. But I feel like Memphis was – almost known as, as the tougher team. They taught uh, Joey Dorsey, who was an absolute beast. CDR, Antonio Anderson, great defender. Um, they had a lot, you know, Dozier. They had some really good players. Uh, what was it like going, and, and Bill Self and Cal did not like each other. Did yeah. not like each other. Definitely don't. What was that one like going, going into it? You, any great stories of, of you guys kind of going into that game? Um, the, the biggest one was probably just, like you said, we knew they was more physical than us. Um, well, they had the, the, the notion to be a more physical team than us, but the thing about us, we was a deeper team than them. We had more bodies that we could throw at them. And, you know, everybody knew that we was a great defensive team. And, you know, that's the thing that drove us was our defense. So going against D Rose and going against CDR, we knew that those were the two biggest options. So as long as we, you know, try to control them as much as we can, we, we knew we'd keep ourselves in the game. So two minutes, 12 seconds left. I'm sitting there, Mario, and I'm like, this is over. No, no, it, it's over. I mean, I think most people in the, in the building thought it was over at that point. You're down nine. You're down nine with two minutes left. Like, teams don't come back usually from down nine, especially against a really talented team with a number one pick as your, as your point guard leading that team. Yeah. What, are you, what are you thinking at that point, really? 
Um, for me personally, um, I knew he was coming back because at the whole time, Coach Self said their their biggest Achilles heel was free throw shooting. And I know when it comes to any of the game like that, that's that can make you or break you. And you know, in, in that time, it broke them. So in in my mind, I knew that you know we still had a chance no matter what. Um, I can't speak for everybody else on the team and say everybody felt the same way because I'm pretty sure you asked everybody else they had different reactions or different different thoughts in that moment. Um, I even had players on the team that told me it was like, oh, I thought it was over. I thought we was going to lose. And it's like, no, nah, like Coach Shelf said, just always believe. You know, he's always told us that in the huddle. There's no matter what happens, just always believe, always believe. And, you know, for me to be one of the heart and souls and one of the leaders on that team, if I could show that, that I still believe, then I could bring them, the rest of the team with me. And that was able to happen. So um, I think they missed like four of their last five free throws in the last mm -hmm. minute or so. And, you know, uh, CDR missed, I think, three. He missed yeah. – Right, he missed two, and then he missed the one and one, and then obviously the big one was Derrick Rose um, missing his free throw at the very end. So take me through, and I know you've done it before, but take me through kind of what you remember about that entire play because there was a little bit of luck involved there with Sharon tripping and falling. Almost. But the, the crazy thing before that, it, it was luck in in Memphis how they got the offensive rebound off of CDR's missed free throw the one and one. And that's how D Rose got to the free throw line. It was that was the moment that, like, oh, like, whoa, 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 this wasn't supposed to happen. Like, this, this, this could make us or break us right here. So I just remember, I just remember me after that foul, I walked past Derrick Rose and I said, if you miss this, we're going to overtime. And <laughs> what did he say? He didn't say anything. He looked at me, didn't say anything, went to the free throw line. And that's when the moment I was like, okay, let's see what happens. First one misses. I'm like, okay. Everybody knows on the team what play we run at the end, you know, for, for the game winner to, to get the tie. So we knew exactly what we was going to do when that moment came. We missed the free throw, so we knew, boom, we got we got to get him to our set. Um, he makes a second one. There's a little confusion of who's supposed to take the ball out because both Shady and D-Block, they both run down the court. But D-Block realizes in turnaround, he takes it out. And then once that happens, it's smooth. So we know, we know the play. Uh, I knew Sharon, I seen Sharon was kind of out of control. So I just tried to get to a space where I knew he could flip me the ball easily and keep going. So I got to that spot and I was able to get one dribble to my left and get to my sweet spot. It was supposed to be a handoff, right? But, but it, it, be a handoff. it but, couldn't uh, be a handoff because Sharon almost tripped. A little variation of the play always helps a little bit. So therefore that, uh, that little tweak in the play, I think threw him off for a little second because you see D Rose stop and put his hands up. And that's when I was able to get by. So that that little thing probably what helped it the most, helped to play the most. I mean, still when when you see when you see the pictures of how close D Rose was to blocking that shot, do you almost smile? Like like it was so close. I definitely smile. Like I, I definitely smile. I definitely smile. Yeah, have you guys talked about it? I assume you you've run across D Rose plenty playing in the league. You guys ever talk about it, or or do you not even want to go there? We've never really talked about it. I think uh, we might have said little things here and there, but we never had a conversation about it. You know, D Rose is a very quiet person, so um, he doesn't really talk like that. Well, I, I haven't seen him really talk like that. Yes, you you you'd like to talk some trash, right? Yeah, so, you know me a little bit. <laughs> so the the ball goes in. You release it. Are you like it's in right away? Are you thinking it's in? Yeah, definitely. As soon as, soon as I got the release off, I knew that I was in. I, I just felt the way it left my hand. It felt like it was either going to be short or all net. And that's how my first reaction was. What did you say after that? 
Rio. What what you remember what you said either on the court or coming back to the huddle? I mean, you guys had all the momentum, man. Um, going back to the huddle, I was like, we had their heart. We took their heart. Let's go ahead and put the game away. We took their heart. That's the only thing I kept saying, and everybody was ready. I mean, it was a it was a moment where. I think we were celebrating a little too much. So coach stuff had to calm us back down and, and still realized that we had five more minutes to play. But once that shot went in, we knew that we won that game. So you win in an overtime pretty easy. Game ends, you know, winning your first national title at Kansas in 20 years. Did you understand how historic that shot was right away or did it take time? It took time. It took time. Like just, it didn't really hit until I went back to campus and I seen the reaction of everybody and just everybody's face and how everybody just started treating me. And it was, but not say they treated me bad before then, but it was just like a different pedestal where like, okay, I, I see that like, this is Kansas basketball. I hit one of the biggest shots in Kansas basketball where, you know, Naismith was here. Basketball was pretty much invented here. We had some, a lot to do with it. So it was, it set back when I got back to campus. Well, you know, cover of Sports Illustrated. Right. You go to the White House and Obama calls you out. Like what what was that like? I mean, when you hear Obama call you out, was that just like 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 not even real in a way? Um, it definitely it definitely was a real moment to me. But um, you know, I guess Obama felt my pain of what I had to deal with dealing with uh LeBron D. Wade and uh <laughs> Chris Bosch at that moment. So I definitely think um I mean, that was a special moment, another special moment for me, just to, to have the president of the United States, just to be able to call out my name and, you know, recognize me as, a, as an individual that really left his mark and did some good things. You know, now, when, when, you, when you go anywhere, is it something, Mario, where just people want to talk about it, um, you know, still just kind of know you for that shot more than anything else and it's not even close? Um, it's, it goes between that and the two rings with Miami. Yep. I mean, those are the, those are the two things that everybody talks about with me or able, able labels me at, but you know, the two biggest questions I probably get is about the NCAA championship and then how's the play with LeBron. So that's, that's probably my two biggest questions I, I get anywhere I go. What, what was the craziest thing that happened after winning the national title? Was there a story, a party, uh, somebody calling you something that, that you always kind of remember that was just like, Nuts. Um, the biggest story for me was probably um, when I used to go to class after after we came back from campus. I mean, after we came back from winning the championship, I went to class and, you know, a person, a student actually came in during the middle of a teacher's lesson to ask me to sign their Sports Illustrated. <laughs> and, and it was one person. And it was like two more that came in. Then it was like three more to come in. And then and like afterwards, it was like a big crowd outside of the classroom for me to sign stuff. And I was just like, "Hey, wow, this is crazy." And so then, <laughs> then that was just that was just my moment right there, where it was like, "Okay, like this is one of the wildest, crazy events that's ever happened to me in my life." Uh, I assume you never had to buy a drink on campus in in Lawrence again, if you ever did before. Never. It was just I had a I had. Pretty much stop drinking. Tell people no, I don't. I don't drink. <laughs> I, got that, yeah. Yeah. I don't drink. I don't, yeah, I don't drink. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I don't drink. <laughs> That's pretty good. I didn't think about that. <laughs> well, listen, I, we, we appreciate you joining us, uh, reliving uh, one of the top shining mo moments in in NCAA tournament history. Uh, the shot, really, that catapulted Kansas basketball to uh, to a national title back in 2008. So. Uh, we appreciate it, Mario, and uh, 
Be well over there. Thank you. Appreciate it, Jeff. You got it, man. You got it. Hey, great catching up. You and too. Uh, listen, you got my number. Two.